Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. And now, it's the biggest segment in sports talk radio. It's huge. It's Stanley Cup champion Brad Marchand with Mutton Merloni. Marchand, the shot, he scores! He's responsible with his money. You know, there's a long life ahead of me, and, and I gotta try and plan for that. So I'm gonna do the mature thing and try to invest. And he's very often shirtless. I'm sexy and I know it. It's Brad Marchand with Mutt Merloni on Sports Radio WEI. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Brad Marshawn joins us on the AT&T Hotline. AT&T, the official wireless partner, the world champion Boston Bruins. Our conversation with Brad every week on this show, presented by Brennan Smoke Shops. Brand new intro for you, Brad. Mutt and Lou, how are you? Hey, how are you? Brad, how was it the other night, seeing those rings, man? Talk to us. Oh, it was unbelievable. The, uh, I couldn't believe when I saw them. They were huge. I could barely fit it on my fingers. Uh, I can't bend my I can't bend my finger when I have my ring on. It's so big. Now that's what I'm. I'm guessing that's something that you just walk around like you said. It's just it's out there. People are gonna notice it. I mean, obviously you can be very proud of wearing that thing. You put that thing up later on, but you got a lot of business to take care of this year first. I'd imagine. Yeah, they're uh, they're very very flashy, so they're only be able to come out in, in uh, certain situations. But um, honestly, if, if I was to wear it around all day, my arm would get tired of carrying it. So. <laughs> Hold on. It's going to sit on a mantle. All right, hold on a second. So it sounds like for the most part it'll sit in a mantle somewhere. You can't tell me some night you're going to head out of the town, you're taking a a nice, sweet young lady out for a a dinner and a movie (laughs) that you maybe wouldn't uh, put that thing on? If if I'm having trouble with a girl, maybe I'll throw it on. There you go. Seal the deal. Hey, how was the ceremony anyway, seeing guys like Mark Recchi come back, Michael Ryder coming back and getting their rings? It was awesome. Um, you know, 90 and ninety and, and Rex and, and Rice all came back, and they're all awesome guys. The three of the funnest guys to be around, and um, seeing them again was incredible. We all had some good laughs, and it was great to see them come in town, and especially Rice in Dallas now, for, for them to allow them to come back was great, so it was great to see them all. All right, we talked to you when you signed your new deal, Brad. You said you're going to be responsible. Did you, did you stand by that? Did you put that money away in the, the bank somewhere? <laughs> I still haven't got paid yet, boys, so yeah, it's still there. <laughs> hey, talk to us about what happened here with the tattoo. I know you addressed it a while ago, and a lot of people were wondering if it was Stanley Cup. How, how did that slip up? Was that your fault, or are you blaming the guy that put it on you? Oh, it was by no means my fault. I didn't, you know, they wrote it out, and then uh, uh, they wrote it on. I uh, I was, man, I might have been a little intoxicated at the time, but... Um, you know, I had nothing to do with it. I just kind of said, here, write something up and put it on me. But I don't care. It's a good story. And, and it's still, you know, they fixed it up. You wouldn't be able to tell if you saw it um, right now. So I'm okay with it. All right, who tells you that, though? When you see they misspelled champion, champions to champions, what, did you look in the mirror, Brad? Was it your boy Chris <laughs> Kelly who looked at that thing and said, what the hell are they doing? I can't remember who told me it was spelled wrong. Um I remember because I did it at the rink right across the hall from our, our locker room, and I walked back in the room and showed the boys, and, and <laughs> someone was like, man, that's felt wrong. <laughs> I just walked back across the hall and got it fixed up. 
<laughs> hey, you know, I was awful concerned with you, too, this offseason after what happened in the playoffs. Um, did you fix that twitch, that little thing you had going on there in the postseason? The twitch? Uh, I tried to, but uh, I guess we're going to see if it's 100% all right, just making sure because I don't want you, you know, twitching out on someone and smacking them in the face six, seven times repeatedly again this year like you did last year. Yeah, I can't promise that, so I guess we're going to have to see. You, you had an offseason a little bit different, Brad, than, than most NHLers in terms of the winning this thing and then and celebrating it. You're, you're about to start the season tomorrow. Physically, where are you? Did the, did the shorter offseason affect how you were able to prepare uh, for this sophomore year? No, it uh the only thing it really did for me was I had to be more dedicated um, to my training and my eat, my my diet, my sleep. And I thought I did a good job. And I came in and camp, and and I was a lot quicker. And my body size was a lot lower. Um, so I was very happy with with how I was able to to train this summer to to get prepared for this year. And I feel great on the ice. I don't feel tired at all, and I feel fast and strong. So that's, uh, I'm happy with how the summer went. I'm wondering what it's like right now in that locker room. You know, last year you walk in there after the disappointment of what happened in Philadelphia. This year, Stanley Cup champions. As far as a confidence level goes, do you sense a different type of team, maybe a little more swagger? I think uh, the way the way the guys come in so far, um, they're not. No one's overconfident because everyone has been grilled about the the cup hangover, and guys. Guys seem very aware of it, and, and it just seems like everyone's very focused to come in and try and prove that all wrong. So, um, it's we got a nice little um, swagger about us, but at the same time, we got a lot of confidence, and but we're very aware of our situation. Well, the other part of that that cup hangover you guys have talked about, Brad, is the idea that you, know, you guys are the hunted team this year. You know, maybe you weren't on everyone's radar last year, but you're going in. You guys are the cup champions. You're going to open the year on, on versus national TV. Have you thought about that, that you're going to, people are going to be up there every time you play somebody else, they, they're in their locker room saying, we're playing the Stanley Cup champs tonight? Oh, for sure. We, uh, we have a huge target on the back, and we know that. Um, last year when we played Chicago, we wanted to beat them so bad, and, and we wanted you know, the opportunity to play that team. It's a way to be able to measure yourself against the, the cup champs and, and kind of see, um, you know, where you're at. And if you beat that team, you feel like you have a chance to win it that year. So everyone's been doing that against us. They're going to try and measure their team against us to see how how they are and if they have a chance to win this year. So we have to make sure we're prepared for every game. You know, I'm just wondering if you only look at the schedule now, and I, I see January 7th playing the Vancouver Canucks. Is that – you think that game has – We'll have a little special something in there. I mean, you play off hockey, you battle them for seven games. Nobody wants to make mistakes. You usually don't see too many big fights in the playoffs. Do you think there'll be a different feel? you have that one circled by any chance? I advise everybody to go to that game. That's that what is, I want to hear. That is going to be a game to see. I know we're all very excited about it. It's going to be fun. Let's talk about your year. You said you, you train well. Did you talk to guys, talk to veterans, Brad, about the idea of a sophomore slump? Do you believe in that? Do you feel like you had to – you know, prepare for that mentally from going for a rookie year into this second year and trying to keep it that, that same level you had in 2010? Well, I feel like a lot of guys who go into that, um, that sophomore slump, you know, the oldest son themselves, they, they might get too complacent or, or feel as if they had a good year and just because they had a good year the first year, it's going to be easier the second year since they have a year under the belt and, you know, things might go their way. But, you know, you could say it was a sophomore slump, but, you know, you can look at guys who had great first years and better second years and better third years. You know, look at Stamkos who 
had a you know pretty good first year, and then he broke over fifty goals. Hmm. So, um, you know, you can say that, but there's lots of guys who who have better second years than first years, and it's just how you prepare yourself and how you train and, and approach the year. If you want to approach it as if you're going to have a great year and that you want to be better than the last season, then you know you should be able to do that. How do you improve your game from last year? What are the, some of the things you come into this year and say, this is how I can be better? I think the big thing is um, I have to make sure I'm consistent every night and, and I bring my energy every night. And if I can do that, you know, I'll be able to create some opportunities. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be good in my, in my own end in the defensive zone. And, and uh, you know, I just want to be tough to play against. And, that, and that's kind of a makeup of our team. We're, we're tough to play against. And, you know, we're relentless, and if I can do that, then I'll be happy. All right, talk about this line that, at least during the preseason, you've been on here. Uh, you Patrice Bergeron, who you're familiar with, and then Rich Peverly, who replaces Mark Recchi. Everyone's saying the same thing, Brad, that your line is fast as you know what. Talk about playing with these two guys this year. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're seeming to – we looked uh, pretty good in, in preseason, I feel, and, and – the big thing for us is we have to be able to use our speed and our quickness um, to recover pucks and create opportunities. With Furby, he's very quick, he's very smart with the pucks, um, and he's very good around the net. So if we can kind of combine that all, and, you know, me and Bergie, we, uh, we feel really good together. We, we really connect well, and if we can kind of pull that all together, we're going to be a tough line to play against. Hey, is your boy Chris Kelly asking you to pick up dinners already? I mean, is he already badgering you? Uh, we know you guys not- are tight. Last time I saw Charles, he was cleaning up my apartment. So I don't, I don't know what he wants me to do for him. But uh, I'm just kind of running the show right now. You <laughs> see, now we had some, we had some trouble with him last year because he got away from that face mask, and we all thought, you included, that face mask, that cage was money in the bank. Brad, is he going to go back to the cage for good luck this year or what? Well, it's a contract year, right? So I think he's going to throw it on for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, he. Uh, I think he's going to need it. By the looks of him in practice today in training camp, he's going to need to throw that back on. All right, you got a big night tomorrow night. You know, they're going to break the banner out. Uh, what are you anticipating? I mean, do you have any idea of what to expect tomorrow night? No, they're keeping everything pretty hush-hush. Um, uh, all I know is the banner's being raised. That's all I've, I've heard so far, but it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing the crowd and how crazy they're going to be. We... Uh, we have a pretty ridiculous crowd, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see them again tomorrow. Looks like you guys are going to own the garden this year. It doesn't look good for the NBA, so that place is going to be a one-team building. Yeah, I know. It's uh, disappointing, obviously. I know a lot of people are huge Celtics fans, but um, hopefully that will just dry the fan base over at us, and, and uh, we'll have a bigger following. All right, we're going to see you over there tomorrow, Brad. I know a lot of Bruins fans are fired up for this thing, and you can't really talk about it, but it's 6.30 or so. They're going to put on some sort of banner celebration for you guys. The defense of your Stanley Cup title begins tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, guys. Brad, thank you, man. Thank you. There he is, Brad Marchand, joining us here.